Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Zach. And this is our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, over one, that's fine. Um, How are you, Zach? I'm doing all right, man, doing all right. You know, Thanksgiving week's coming up here, so stressed about that, you know. How about you? How's that over there across the pond? Everything's all right. Uh, Thanksgiving, less of a big deal here. We'll see. Maybe we'll throw something together on Saturday. But uh, pretty strict lockdown rules, so we can't have many people over. Um, but, yeah, what are your plans? Are you seeing your parents at all or chilling? What? Yeah, man. So we're going to see the parents, um, my girlfriend's parents too. But, you know, we're going to do it masked and have our own table. Let's try to do it you know, like that. The cases aren't, you know, as bad as, you know, other states here. So I actually found this tool where you can see how dangerous your event's going to be based on the people you have, how many people you have and where you live. So it'll be about 15% chance I'll run into somebody with COVID at this Thanksgiving. So that's pretty low. It's not too high. Yeah. What, what's that called? I'm, I'm interested. It's on um, 538's website.com. I don't know if you've heard of them. They do a lot of like data stuff. Um, they have a little tool on there. I don't know if it's from them, but that's where I found the link. Um, I've heard of 538 Politics, but not anything else. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like they're all on Compassion website. They have sports. They do all kind of stuff. It's all like data-based news reporting pretty much. Ah, cool. Let's yeah. check it out. Yeah, so you can like – I don't know if they have it for other countries, but they have the United States in every county, and you can slide like 10 to 50 people – what percent you might run into someone with COVID. And obviously it goes up the way more people you put up. So I'd imagine, yeah. But 10 people in, what, uh, in Allegheny County, 15% chance. Did, did you do a hypothetical Corey Creech wedding? No, that would be fun to do. It's obviously a lot different now, but... but <laughs> so that, that was the wedding we went to in, in, in Indiana. It was no social distancing whatsoever. Uh-huh. Inside, no masks. And we didn't get COVID, but I mean, there was a lot lower cases back then. Yeah. It was probably about 150, 100 people. I would say like at least, yeah, 150, probably. Yeah, big group. It was a big so, group. Close, close tables, not yeah. outside. <laughs> One venue canceled oh, on them because of COVID, and they still had it. As far as we know, it went fine. So there, we, There's no outbreak. It was not a super spreader event. But it definitely had the potential to be one. Yeah. So how have you been spending um, spending your days with all this free time? Uh, it's not very productively, you know. Working from home, uh, watching a lot of Netflix and movies and running the gambit that way, man. You know, um, gotten into cooking recently, trying to do that just to save money and to have something fun to do, you know, it's like something to look forward to is making meals because you got nothing else to do with lockdown. How about you? How's your cooking game stepped up since your raw chicken days in college? I stepped up pretty significantly. I would say it's solid 15, 20% increase in quality. Uh, <laughs> Where'd you get those numbers? at? Yeah. I would say, you know, now I leave the chicken on, it's on the pan for, you know, maybe six minutes compared to my two in college. So wow, uh, at least at least the outside is crunchy, which is nice. Yeah, but it still gets you that that pink, uh, cold center that you're looking for. That's what so. you want. You know, a lot of I heard that's a delicacy in France, right? Where you were in Nice for a little bit. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's called the chicken niçoise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think 
my uh, roommate is an Italian, former chef, Italian guy, so he's been um, teaching me some stuff that's been really cool, giving me little tips. Um, he has a pasta and sausage maker, so we actually landed and bought groceries together the other day and bought like a bunch of different uh, pork and chicken and Make swallowing a bowl and put it through this sausage maker. Ah, that's cool. Thirty sausages. It was it was pretty fun. So so, Uh, what's on the outside of a sausage? What is holding that together? I've always wondered that. Great question. Um, it's usually intestines. Oh wow. Pig intestines used to to hold it in, but nowadays it's mostly uh, synthetic. You know, synthetic. Yeah, it's some sort of chemical man-made thing that does the same function. It's kind of, it kind of looks like a condom almost, huh? It's like... Yes, very very much so. A little yeah. less thick. It would be a bad condom. It would break. Break too easily. Quickly. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. you can break it pretty easily when you're, you know, with a fork or your teeth, so that can't be good, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, would, it wouldn't last long. Not <laughs> condom. Not recommend, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool, man. So you make it in a sausage and you make homemade pasta There's a too. There's joke in there somewhere, but I can't think of it. Yeah, yeah sticking your pork in a condom. Uh, yeah, it's there. <laughs> We're not smart enough to figure it out. We'll leave that up to the professionals, huh? We'll leave that to the the comment section. (laughs) We'll get that in the fact check, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. How about you, Chad? You listen to uh, any good podcasts recently? You know, besides ours, obviously. You get any good ones you like? Uh, I like to wake up in the morning, listen to ours, and Uh. pretty much keep it on repeat. All day until I go to sleep. Yeah. It's a good way to cry no, yourself to sleep. What's another that? Uh, I was listening to political podcasts a bunch, but I kind of, I don't know. I needed something like a little more relaxing. That's hey, the I, stuff rile, rile me up, makes me anxious. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting to see any politic podcast or anything like Corona news. I've been getting way too deep into the Corona news recently, and I like. Every five minutes, I think I have Corona, and I start smelling candles to make sure I, I haven't lost my smell of taste. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I do that Corona yeah. check every five minutes because every other article is like, you know, how bad the U.S. is doing at Corona. It's it's, it's anxiety inducing. You need a break for sure. Yeah, I wonder what the U.S. is going to do this winter because as people stay inside and more holidays, it's going to it's increasing worldwide. I assume it's going to increase in the U.S. So. Yeah, with no uh, no look for a lockdown, man. I don't think the uh, citizens here are going <laughs> to follow a lockdown. Maybe in, like, cities they would, but not in, out in the Midwest through the, you know, rural West. It seems like they have no penance for a lockdown. They don't want that. No, uh, no. They can't wear masks. Then, uh, yeah, it's crazy that the mask has been politicized. Sad, really. I kind of like the mask personally. I feel a lot safer, you know. You can It's like a fashion statement. You can get these cool designs, you know. Do you have a favorite mask? I do. So it? I actually just got a new mask. My mom got me a mask. It's like a new thing is getting masks, which is nice because I always need them. You know, you got to wash them and whatever. But it's just – it's a plain black mask from uh, Banana Republic Leaf. But it has a little metal nose piece so it doesn't fog up your glasses. So it gets nice and close to the nose. And it has those little cinch ear pieces on the back, you know, where it cinches so you can, like, adjust it. It's very comfortable. Uh, yeah. I should order one. Nice, thick material, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the advancements they've made in masks are outrageous. Yeah. I, need, I think I need to upgrade mine. I have one. 
but I think it's too small for my face. Once I start breathing or talk at all, you know, it's it's under my chin, and then I talk a little bit, and my chin will pop out. It crunches up, yeah. You don't want that, man. Then yeah. you look like a jabroni, you know. You're not wearing your mask right. So then it's like I have – it's covering my mouth. It's covering my nose, but my chin is, is very visible underneath. Uh, uh, I'm sure it doesn't look great, but, you know, it gets the job done. It gets the job done. <laughs> I guess, what do you think they're going to do with all these masks? Like, what are we going to do with all our masks? Just throw them in a landfill after this? Like, it's got to be some kind of repurpose. I don't think it's going to be like, okay, it's, the vaccine is out. Yippee doo yeah. I think it's going to be a real slow road back to normal. Yeah, that's for uh, sure. I think masks are going to be a thing. Um, I mean, you've seen it like it was a thing in, in, in China way before this. I think it's going to be a thing. Um, if you're taking public transport, wear a mask. Yeah. You should still wear a mask, like even when the vaccine comes out. My opinion, or or people will do it anyway because they realized, well, it's safer. I'm not, I haven't taken the vaccine. Yeah, you know, uh, I can still spread it. Even other like you, it's less chance to get the flu or cold or sick in any instance. You know, like if you're any mass transit or like you know, saying you're going to a a big event. You know, I I definitely bet we'll see a lot more people wearing them. Because you used to see, like, some other... I would see some people wear them on transit, like, here and there. Um, you know, back when SARS and all that was out. Yeah. So, uh, you're right. It'll probably have a little bit of the sticking power. Feel more comfortable. Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. Uh, yeah, I've also gotten pretty used to it. I pretty much wear it um, all the time when I'm outside. Uh you wear one when you're working out, too, or, like, when you're doing some runs? Uh, not when I'm jogging. I keep it, like, in my pocket. If, if, like, I have this fear that I'll turn a corner and there'll be a mob of people, people. you know, mm. standing shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And I have to fight my way through, and then I have my mask ready. Mask, and that, yeah. that will likely never happen, but if it does, I'll be ready. You're you know? playing it smart. Yeah, I have one of those, um, those gaiters that, like, you pull up from your neck, so you can oh, just nice. pull it up if you need it. They say those are pretty ineffective, but if, I mean, if you're on a run, I think that's, like, the best option, you know, because it's just, you don't have to hold it or anything. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I haven't, I never tried one of the gators. I've just been on the, I had my stepmom gave me some masks that were probably very ineffective, but quite comfortable, where it was kind of two straps, and you just wrap uh, them around yeah. your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, no adjusting, really, but... We did cover everything. Well, that's good, yeah. you know, because some of those masks that you put just around your ears, like, they, they bend your ears. They're too small, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this summer I was wearing a mask, you know, working. Um, so I just, I was, at that point, used to it. I think if you're inside, you might be more, like, if someone like you may be working from home who's not wearing the mask very often, and then, and then they have to wear a mask, might be... Not a fan. You know? Yeah, you don't get used to it. It's, yeah. it's one of those things you just get used to. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, I think people forget that it's not about you. Mm. If you don't care about yourself, that's fine. It's your choice. But you're, you're putting other people at risk by not wearing it. Right. But people, I think people don't think that way often. That's, uh, that's the biggest problem in America, at least, is people are very individualistic. They're like, I don't give a fuck about any of you other people, you know. I'm not wearing a mask that fringes on my freedom, you know, whatever that means to them. So they don't want to, and that's where this that's why it's widespread in. 
You know, you wear, they say you wear a mask or you could save hundreds of thousands of lives. Kind of crazy that people wouldn't do just that. But anyways. Uh, yeah, no. Well, last point on this is uh, there was an actor, I forget his name, some Facebook video, but I liked his point. I don't remember him or his name, but he basically said, think of it as the smallest little good deed you can do. Yeah. I was like, well, if, if that's if that counts as a good deed, then just it, do it. Yeah. It is. I mean, you're you could be potentially saving thousands of lives that way, but I don't know. Some people are just too far gone, I guess, too far into the uh, the right wing. <laughs> but but there has there have been some local uh, not quite lockdowns, but tighter restrictions in the states. I think it was. Um, I could be wrong on this, but Philadelphia put like a they did. 10 p.m. curfew. Stay-at-home order, yeah. PA just, yeah. Pennsylvania's a state just instituted a, a stricter mask mandate as well. You have to wear them indoors now at all times unless you're by yourself or by next to people of your household. So say if you had some people over your house, um, technically by law, you should all be wearing masks. So you, you're setting up this COVID-safe thanksgiving maybe you should walk through the logistics like so people know how to do it well i mean we've got some resistance (laughs) from our from family members because they you know they're kind of of the more like oh we'll be fine that can happen to us type you know want to have a normal thanksgiving which it's not it's we're in a global pandemic you know this is this is our generation's world war ii for the lack of a better phrase you know like this is our this is our big like historic moment and all we have to do is yeah. wear a mask and stay at home, but we still can't do that. Anyways, um, so what we're going to do is, first of all, we're not going to stay very long because there's a lot of research out there that says the longer you're interacting with somebody, the more likely you are to get it. If it's a short burst, um, you know, it's least likely to get it. Um, and we're going to wear our masks the whole time, try to stay distance, and then we're not going to sit around like a big table. We're going to have our own little, like if we have to sit on the couch and eat or sit on like the island or like a TV dinner tray and try to stay six feet away um, and just take our masks off to eat and probably leave like right after we eat. So, I mean, it's not going to be a normal Thanksgiving, but at least we're trying to see our family safely. Um, you know, you avoid that that guilt from your family because everyone wants to have that, that normal Halloween. And it's sure, there's no sure. like outside people. It's just our parents and um, my girlfriend's sister. So it's not – we're not like seeing aunts and uncles or anything. So – Trying to do it as safe as possible um, and still seeing the people that we have to. I think because of the limited contact, even what you described would be a very good time, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's nice that we still get to get together and, like, we're very blessed that we can get together, you know, that none of us have gotten sick yet or, you know, God forbid, die. So it's, it's I mean, I'm just grateful for that, that we even have the chance to um, and to do it safely this way, you know, I'll feel a lot more comfortable that way. Um, because sometimes, you know, if you're at an event, you don't have your mask on, you start worrying like, hey, am I going to get COVID? Then you're worried for a couple of weeks, like, where are my symptoms? And it's kind of like a mental spiral. It's, it's, this, the hard part about this, I think, is a lot more, it's even a mental, like, strain on you rather than just physical, like wearing a mask and not being able to see people. It's just, it's very mentally draining, not seeing people and, having a distance and even when you are seeing people worried like what if i have the virus and i'm giving it to my parents who are older 
you know, or oh, I'm giving it to this person. It's, you know, it's hard that way. Yeah, yeah. You, you have this sudden uh, responsibility for others yeah. that you're not used to, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tough stuff. But, yeah. I, I mean, hopefully it'll be a corrector for a lot of us that we, you know, we see that our actions are impacting others more than we think. And, you know, we'll start thinking about how everything impacts other people, not just ourselves. That's what I hope, you know, maybe. I like that. That's a Try to find a silver lining, you know. Yeah. You slow down your life a little nice. bit, you know. You're not so worried about going to bars and all the time because, you know, that was what I was kind of into, that repetitive, like, oh, just go to bars, go out all the time. Now I've slowed down a little bit and try to get in more into meditation, cooking, more like self-help type shit. Definitely. Um, I mean, I'm sure you'll second this, but this year I feel like I grew more in 2020 than I did 17 through 19, you know? I would agree. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. A, kind of that grow up moment. Like it hits you, you know? Yeah. It's very you mature. You spend a lot of time with yourself. Yeah. You, you realize things that, you know, you might need to address or things you've been putting off in your mind. And um, there's definitely some positives to it. Because you have to try to make it a positive, you know. If you uh, fester in, in this negative mindset, it's just only going to get worse, you know. You have to keep some positive momentum going. Yeah, it's without finding the silver lining, it could be a really a big spiral. So I think it's important people try to do those self help practices, um, especially meditation. I found that very helpful. And this, I try to start a practice doing every day. I fell off recently, um, but I I do turn back to it. Every now and then when I'm feeling extra anxious, I'll just put on like a five minute breathing meditation. Um, so it, it's, I find it very helpful. Yeah. So I've been trying to get into it more. I think the, I've been kind of doing it off and on. And then the, this month of November, I've been doing it pretty much every other day, I would say on average. Um, do you do a guided meditation? Because I don't feel myself getting much better at it, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, can concentrate for a short period of time, then I think about something, then I concentrate again, and then the 10 minutes are up. Right. You know? And they say it's not a constant um, concentration, at least the app that I use, it's called Balance. And they say it's, it's okay that your mind's gonna wonder. That's, they say that's what it wants to do, it wants to think and wonder. If, but the real like practice of it is pulling yourself back, like recognizing that you are wondering and pulling yourself back to focus on whatever it is. It's usually breath. I find that the most productive for me when I'm focused on my breath. Um, there's some other practices that have you like focus on a sound or um, a smell or like a sight, which I find very difficult. Um, but focusing on my yeah. breath seems to work the best for me. And I, afterwards, it's like I feel this insane sense of calm and like everything is more tactile. It's almost like that one time we did mushrooms and everything felt like really kind of like you felt everything way more it's a little bit like that not as intense but it's like you it's like slows down your processing i think is the way i feel it yeah i can attest to that for sure um yeah i was feeling very anxious the other day and um i actually took a cold shower for the first time in a while mm. it really helped like if you're in your head and you need, like, you tried meditation or whatever and you still can't wrangle your thoughts, I would definitely suggest that because basically it kicks your brain into 
oh shit, you're not maybe not dying, but you're in danger. Right. Like, who cares about your homework assignment? Right. Or if so and so is texting back or whatever. Like, <laughs> your real life is happening now. Yeah. It's, boom, you're out of your head. And um, it's just focusing on that yeah, cold it, sensation. Yeah, it, it fades, but. I mean, you're just trying to breathe. As soon as the water hits you, your, your breath is gone, and you're trying to spread the cold water on different parts of your body, like the top of your back or your chest are very sensitive to this cold water. Mm. So, like, you, for me, I'll start with my chest, then I'll go on my back, and then the top of my head. And, and every time, it's a new sensation that takes your breath away a little bit, and it totally gets you out of your, your, your negative thoughts. Right, and that's kind of what meditation is doing. It's making you focus on the exact moment. It's not... You're not thinking about the future, the past, or anything else. You're just like, and like you said in that shower, you're in that sensation of the cold water hitting you. And it's very good for your body too, right? I, I think it has a lot of like circulation um, benefits and heart benefits and rehab, right? Yeah. They say like, um, basically what I studied was, what I read up on was uh, taking cold baths, like jumping in a lake or something like that. So I don't know how much that relates to cold water showers. You're not really submerging yourself. Right. Like an ice bath or jumping in a cold river or something. Um, but I'm sure it has some minor benefits that are the same. So and it's great in the morning. You'll be awake. You don't need that coffee. You're up. And You're up and ready to go. Yeah. I've definitely yeah. used cold but showers. But the problem before. is it's cold. So you don't <laughs> want to get in. But I so think it takes a lot of mental you know, willpower. I mean, but that's also a benefit right there. You're you're increasing your mental willpower. You're showing that you can do something and overcome that kind of barrier, you know. That's a benefit in itself. For sure. So I have one question since you're kind of the meditating expert. Um, of uh, I wouldn't say an expert, but yeah. <laughs> so one thing I was trying to do when my thoughts were running during the meditations is inhale and then as I exhale, like focus on one part of my body. Maybe I just went for a run and my ankle's a little sore or my shoulder's been bothering me. I try to really like exhale into that body part. Have you tried that at all? Yeah, that's definitely a practice in meditation. I can't remember that the name they use, but there's one uh, practice I've done that you like go, I think it's called a body scan. So you go around your body and you tense up that specific spot with a breath. So like say it's your shoulder. So you tense your shoulders and you go... And then you release it all with a deep breath and it kind of relaxes your body and your breath at the same time. So I think that's, that's definitely a helpful, um, mode of meditation, like focusing on a body part with your breath and you kind of releasing that tension. Um, they also just saying like focusing on where you feel your breath the most is big for focus. So like if you're inhaling, you know, you probably feel it come up your chest and up through your nose and then you exhale, you also feel it go down in your belly. So Focusing on like the actual sensation of breathing, um, this is a good way to pull your focus back, because it's it's a very deep sensation that we don't think about often. But I mean, it's it's pretty profound if you really think about it. There's a lot of benefits with you know deep breaths, practicing um, deep breath practices with brain oxygen levels and increased focus and things like that. So I mean. I would highly recommend meditation to anyone, especially I think it's important right, at this moment, you know, to get that kind of clarity, even for five, 10 minutes a day. Um, and you can do it by yourself. YouTube has videos. 
um, balance, headspace. There's a lot of apps out there that are accessible. Yeah, I did a YouTube guided one the other day and they had kind of like this chakra music in the background. It was kind of nice to switch it up, you know, because yeah. I was just using the same app with like a commentator, um, which is good, but it was nice to have something different, switch it up, you know. Yeah, you get a little bored if you do the same thing over and over again. It's good to get a different sensation, a different person guiding you, you know. I've heard the ones in person. There's, like, classes you can take in person. Obviously, that's not available now, but I've heard those are pretty beneficial, too. There, 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 there's some uh, online ones my university is doing. I haven't done one yet. I should. Um, they're, like, 45 minutes long. Right. That's a so, long time. That would be tough for me. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. That would be tough. Yeah, the most I've done is 15 minutes, and that's kind of a struggle. Like, at the yeah. end of the 15 minutes, like, I really want to, like, check the clock almost. Like, are we almost yeah. there, you know? Did my phone ring? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Crazy. So, have you been running? Have you been biking? What have you been doing, like, fitness-wise? Because that's a huge mental benefit as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been running a lot. Usually run, like, four or five times a week. Went on a little bike ride today. Um, so, that was pretty good. Did a little just quick six-miler. Um but as the cold weather comes, I'm a little nervous about working out because I don't belong to a gym right now, obviously, because of corona and everything. So uh, hopefully we have a, a mild winter here and I can keep keep running. Cause I'm going to try to run a, a full marathon in May, so try to build up the train for that. No way. That's awesome, man. Yeah, if it happens, Pittsburgh, it's the Pittsburgh Marathon. And it might get canceled because last year I was trying to run the half and I got canceled. I just ended up running by myself, but... Running a full by yourself might be a little harder because you need some uh, water on the way for a full, I think. <laughs> yeah. You need a good hammer to, like, meet you, you know, every four miles or whatever with some water. <laughs> yeah. Water and one of those Gatorade gel packs. <laughs> uh, what, what about you? You started running out, yeah. right, man? You started using the Nike Run Club app? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ran again today. So... Um, yeah, I have a little bit of an addictive personality, so I started running like two weeks ago, and I really liked it, especially with the app. Mm. Uh, it was so cool. So I ran four days in a row. Of course, my foot had all sorts of problems. I couldn't run for like a week. And then today I thought, okay, I need like some cardio. I've been doing little at-home workouts, but um, something sort of like a run. I got this new bike. Of course, I take the bike out for whatever reason. It's not working. Um, Go take it to the shop. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to run. Like, if my foot hurts, I'll, I'll stop. So I ran um, about 4K, pretty slow pace because, uh, you know, I took a week off and I wasn't sure how to push the foot, but um, felt good to run again. I used the, the guided headspace run as well. My mm, first time doing that. So, I love those. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was cool. It just felt nice to, to run again. So, yeah, it's just such a freeing feeling just getting out there for a run, you know? Like, you, if you could really focus on the act of actual running and you're not in your head the whole time, like, wow, this sucks. It's just nice to, like, get around the scenery, get outside, get some fresh air. It's it's a really immersive experience if you let it be. Very much so. I, um, I also, one thing I did that was I didn't... I sort of did it unintentionally and then decided to keep doing it was um, had the same like I haven't ran that much but I did the same uh, music playlist 
of like the same five songs. It's kind of cool now. And I only listen to them when I'm running now. Mm -hmm. so now I hear that and it makes me think of running with Nike app right. and the coach's voice over the music. And I did put it on again today and I was like, oh yeah, I missed this. This is fun. Yeah. Right. It pulls you back to that. Yeah. I use their, they have their own playlist and it's always like the same songs usually. So it's like, once you hear that song, if you even have it here on the radio or something, I'm like, I think about running, you know, I think about that experience. <laughs> so it's kind of a nice oh, yeah. pullback. You got any new uh, artist up and coming matchups? Speaking of music, you have any uh, any new albums you've been listening to, or any new artists? Not really. Um, there's this guy, Jalen. Hold on. Jalen Ramsey. Like I think he's a cornerback, man. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Dupree, Florida A and M. Uh, hold on, let me find it. Yeah, this guy, um, if you like J. Cole, he's got like some, he's kind of like Diet J. Cole. Diet J. Cole. Uh, Jalen Santoy. Jalen Santoy. Um, He's got a couple good songs. Um, I've been listening to a lot of lo-fi music without uh, mm. lyrics. It's good for studying I, and things like that. Yeah, I've been putting on, I just do like lo-fi guitar and then... It's just like guitar riffs with a cool beat. That's cool. You ever make your own lo-fi beats? That. It's very calming, you know, like, I don't mm. know. With politics and corona, I don't need to listen to, like, heavy metal or something. Or right music, yeah. Let's keep it relaxed. Raise your blood pressure <laughs> not too much. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need any intense rap or, or something like that. Just, like... Something that's easy. Yeah, so you need some background. Background working, noise. So. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Stuff, especially when you're trying to focus, lo-fi or like any kind of just instrumental music, is nice. Definitely, definitely. They say, um, "This is bro science, so don't quote me." But <laughs> there's a guy, a YouTuber I followed. He didn't listen to music for thirty days, yeah. and he talked about all these benefits that he had from it. Um, and I don't want to do that, but I want the benefits. So I want to see maybe what it's like, maybe if I reduce music, at least with lyrics, because what he said was basically, um, he just felt more creative. Everything was easier. Um, he could form sentences, um, super easily. Huh. His vocabulary increased. Like there were all these benefits he talked about. I haven't watched the video in a while. So that's without, I'm a bit. without listening to music. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if that's because of lyrics or because of music. Yeah. I would think lyrics. I would think the lyrics would help you with your vocabulary because you're hearing more words and formed into sentences. Yeah. Maybe find... he replaced music with podcasts and then... Or, yeah. That or reading, was yeah. The, I mean, who knows? Well, we need a real study on that. Because I find when I, when I read more, I have easier time forming sentences and coming up with cool big words that make me sound smart. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Have you been reading more in quarantine? I've been trying to. Um, it fell off recently. I actually just started uh, Matthew McConaughey's new book. He released a memoir. Um, so I heard it, it's really good. It's been pretty good so it's far. It's good. very, like, heady, for lack of a better word, as you would expect with McConaughey. So it's it's a lot of, like his whole he kept journals his whole life so he kind of made his journals into a book and it's not like a linear 
story. Like he has little scribblings in here and there and little like philosophy bits. So it's, it's definitely a different type of read, but I would, I would recommend it. It's, it makes you think a lot about what your path is, you know, where you're headed on your path they call life. So on your hero's journey. Yeah, exactly. So I've also want to read Obama's new memoir. I've heard that's phenomenal. I have a friend who's reading that right now. Um, heard you get a lot of insights into his life that you wouldn't think like he's a smoker swears a lot you know things you wouldn't think about associate with obama so it's kind of cool to like get the inside info on him that does sound good that does sound good yeah a lot of books to read too bad i'm a slow reader <laughs> well you know you got, I'll get eventually. you got school going on so you gotta do that reading that's always been tough yeah yeah it's gonna pick up a little bit uh next uh this phew, it's already the 22nd the next two, three weeks, they got to hunger down a little bit, but you know, I have no excuse not to do it. Can't go out or anything. So yeah, uh, right. I'll get it all done. Excuses sure. to get in a YouTube hole. Uh, yeah. No way. I, I, I subscribe to too many YouTube politics videos, which are great. They're very informative, but it's very grim, you know, all this news. Yeah. So I'll watch a few and I'll, you know, do something else. So I'll go back on YouTube. And of course, the home screen is just Corona deaths. Grim news, yeah. Uh, Trump lawsuit. Oh, and I'm just like, uh, you know what? Maybe not YouTube right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard because you want to stay informed, but it's also like, as it comes a time, it's too mentally draining to listen to it that often, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes a day off is, is good. Yeah, I think it. I think the weekends is a good time to take off. I know maybe during the week you just in the morning. I like to get a little bit of news, like catch up, like what's going on, what do I need to know for the day, and then kind of go from there. Because if you if sometimes I just scroll, I've been trying to scroll my news app instead of Instagram, just to spend less time on Instagram. I find that very mentally draining on Instagram too. Um, but then the news app is almost just as draining because it's all bad news right now. So it's like, it's hard to find a good thing to scroll on your phone. Uh, yeah. Well, we got to make the good news. Yeah. Our own personal good news. Like training for a marathon. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, exactly. That kind of cool stuff is, I think, better to focus on. Do you have a plan? Like, did you, or is it like a, you start training eight weeks out or like what, uh, what's the strategy? Um, so right now I'm just kind of maintaining, I just do runs on how I feel. Like I try to do one speed run a week, um, maybe a fartlek or an interval run. Um, and then other than that, I usually find myself running like five Ks, four or five miles during the week on the weekends. I try to do a long run. Um, like on Friday I did, uh, eight miles. Um, but then the, the training plans most of them. Yeah, that's not bad. Hey, that's solid. It was good. It was a good time. It felt good after it. Um, I haven't, I ran the half marathon last May. Um, I haven't run that again, but I ran, I've ran like 10, 11 miles since then. Um, But most plans don't start until 14 weeks out. So about 14 weeks out, I'll, uh, I'll get on like an official plan where it gives me like what mileage to do each day, which days are my rest days and things like that. Uh, Last year for the half, I used an app called run coach. But this year, I think I'm going to actually use the Nike Run Club. They have their own training regimen on there that you can use. So probably going to download that and go from there for 14 weeks and see how it builds up. It's probably 
you usually don't actually run the full distance during the training, which surprised me. You, like, build up, like, I think for the half marathon, I only ran 11 miles. So, like, they were just assuming they could run that extra 2.1 on the day of. Which you can. Like, at, at that point, it's mental, you know. I mean, it was a very hard two miles, I'll tell you. Because, like, you're, you're pretty dead at that point. And it's hard to believe that's only halfway for a, half, a full marathon. So, I don't really like to think about that very often. Uh, you can do it, man. Yeah, I think once you get to your body to a certain training point, a lot of it's mental. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to stop at a full marathon because I'm going to have to piss or shit or something, you know. I'm going to have to stop and go to the bathroom, get a drink for sure. So what is, like, isn't if you're, like, amazing, isn't it, like, five hours or something if you're, like, a pro? Um, No. So there was, like, a whole thing. Let me look up his name. To break, um, I think it was two hours for a marathon. It was like a whole like campaign, and Nike was a part of it. Oh uh, yeah, this guy. Elite Berlin marathon, two hours, one minute, thirty nine seconds. Yeah, uh, Elite Kippy. Kippy. I don't chug. I don't, I don't know how to say his name, but yeah. Okay. So it was like a whole thing to break two hours, and he broke two hours not in an official race, but he's broken two hours before for a marathon. But that's how long it took me to do my so half like was like two, hours, like two hours. Average time, I would say, is probably like four and a half. Yeah, they say anything at four is a real accomplishment. Anything under four? Five hours. Yeah. I think that's – my goal is probably – My goal is probably going to be around like – I'd like to be around four. <laughs> just finish, bro. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a great accomplishment. That bro. is the goal. Is if your first one, just finish. finish. But I do like to I do like to look at the times. I'm a little bit of a run nerd in that way. I like to look at my paces and cadences and things like that. Yeah, the numbers help. Yeah, it gives you some motivation, better. you know. Yeah, it's cool to see yourself get faster. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'll learn that my little running. Yeah. Development here. What's your next run gonna be? I don't know. We'll see how my foot handles it. With all these foot and ankle problems from football, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. My ankle was killing me the other day, man. For no reason. I think yeah, it's just it's from It's tough. Being sprained too many times. <laughs> you know, I basically used all these uh braces when I played for and I would use them even for like indoor workouts and stuff because I was because they just helped me reduce injury. And now I'm not using them because I want to be free of them. And I think it's like all these imbalances are kind of things I have to solve, you know? Yeah. So, I think it strengthens it when you don't use it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it was all, it was not strong. But I've been doing, like, these little band stuff. And basically, it's I have all these tendonitis. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, it was in my Achilles earlier this year, and now it's in my, in my foot. <laughs> so it's just floating around. <laughs> uh, we'll see how, I, you know, I ran, like, uh, a 4k today um pretty slow but i did it so we'll see how my foot handles it tomorrow that's gonna wake up how many clicks <laughs> yeah man if i just roll like if i just twist my ankle it just clicks constantly it never stops i know it's terrible my shoulder's getting there now too it's great <laughs> your shoulder clicks now too yeah 
man. Shoulder and neck, yeah. So that's good. And I could be able to walk after a while. And it's overrated. Just run. Yeah. I'll roll. <laughs> Instead of a wheelchair, I'll just roll on the ground. <laughs> I'll make it cool. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs>